0: Hello, I'm Kami Yeshi Rabge, and this is the Buddhism Guide podcast. You can find more podcasts, blogs, videos and guided meditation practices on the Buddhism Guide app. Download it for free from the Apple Store and Google Play. If you enjoy the Buddhism Guide podcast and would like to support future episodes, you can do so for as little as $2 a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide for more information. That's P A T R E O M dot com forward slash Buddhism Guide. This episode is called Understanding Consciousness. Carl Jung said. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. The Yogacara School of Buddhism states that there are eight different consciousnesses and these teach us how to understand consciousness so we can free ourselves from afflictive emotions such as anger, pride, jealousy and so on. Personally, I have always found this school of thought to be very logical. Even though later schools of Buddhism refute some of the Yogācāra findings, I believe that if we want to understand our minds, we need to first understand our consciousnesses. Many scholars say the Yogācāra school believe that there is nothing but consciousness and this consciousness is permanent. I personally do not believe they are saying that at all. And in a book called Inside Vasubandhu's Yogacara, it states, The tradition does not claim that the universe is made of consciousness, or that there is nothing but consciousness. It simply tells us we don't know anything that is not mediated by consciousness. Thus, working with the way our consciousness operates, is the best way to promote wellness and non-suffering. So, with this in mind, let's take a look at the eight consciousnesses. There are two layers of consciousness, the surface consciousness, which include the six senses, and the deep consciousness, which include the store and the ego consciousness. The six sense consciousnesses are sight, smell, hearing, taste, touch, and mind. Every object of perception enters our consciousness through our senses. These sense consciousnesses can be broken down into three parts. First, the sense organs eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, and mind. Second, the sense object, the object we're smelling or the sight we're seeing, and so on, and finally, our experience of what we're seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching or imagining. The most powerful of these sense organs is the mind, which uses up most of our energy. The Mind Consciousness is responsible for making plans, thinking, creativity, anxiety, stress and so forth. All of these consume a huge amount of energy. It's possible to cut down on the use of this energy by being mindful. Mindfulness keeps us in the present moment and allows our Mind Consciousness to relax and let go of worrying about the past trying to predict the future or attempting to mold the present into something that suits it now let's look at the deep level of consciousness this has two parts the store consciousness and the ego consciousness the store consciousness is where all kinds of information that is collected through our six senses are stored now although we talk about the store consciousness like it's a store room it obviously isn't there isn't one particular place where everything is stored but many different places in the brain where various information is kept so how does it work whatever we see hear taste smell touch or imagine will be stored in this consciousness It can be likened to planting a seed. These seeds can be active or remain dormant. The more seeds we plant of the same kind, the stronger the impulse to act in that way. Some may call this habit or even karma. If you type something on your computer, it is stored on the hard drive. That hard drive is like your store consciousness. You cannot see the information on the screen, but it's still there. All you need to do is click and it will manifest. The seeds in the store consciousness are like the data you store on your computer. These seeds are not permanent and can be modified. We can decide what seeds to water and what to amend. If you acted in an unhelpful way, that seed will be planted in the store consciousness. But, if after that you only act in a helpful way, the seed of unhelpfulness will be transformed into a positive seed. The nature of the information that's being kept and processed by the store consciousness is always flowing and always changing. The important thing here is that we should be very careful about what we're seeing, listening to, smelling, touching, tasting, or daydreaming about. Because all these seeds are being planted for future reference. Some people say that there is no harm in letting their children play violent video games. But I disagree. Those violent seeds are being planted in the store consciousness and nobody knows how they may manifest in the future. The seeds we plant in the past are portrayed as potential, and the way these manifest in the here and now are the fruit of that potential. So, the more you act a certain way, the stronger the imprint is, and this will exhibit itself as a habit, meaning you start to do the act unconsciously which is okay if it is a helpful act, but not so fine if it is a harmful act. By being mindful of what is being experienced by the six senses, we can let go of harmful seeds and cultivate helpful ones. In this way, we can transform the store consciousness instead of blindly being swept along by it. A note of warning here. This store consciousness is not your true nature, your soul or a self. It is changing moment by moment. So don't fall into the trap of thinking this store consciousness is a solid, individual self, because it isn't. The ego consciousness believes in a separate self, a person, a soul. And it is this consciousness that gives us a sense of a true and lasting self. This view is not, as many people believe, stemming from the mind, but is the function of the ego consciousness. This clings to the store consciousness as a separate self. It creates a sense that our body is who we are, our thoughts are who we are, And the same for our emotions, perceptions and experiences. It splits the world into me and everything outside of me. This leads us to be dissatisfied because we're always filtering our experiences through this ego consciousness. We're always trying to see how things affect us. What does that mean for me? And how will I gain from this? It is what makes us selfish and self-centred. This is just a very brief description of the eight consciousnesses and I would encourage you to read Inside Vasubandhu's Yogacara by Ben Conley if you want to understand the subject more. You can find more about this and similar subjects in my books The Best Way to Catch a Snake, Life's Meandering Path, and Ripples in the Stream. They're all available now on Amazon and Kindle. Could I ask you to please rate and review the Buddhism Guide podcast, as this will make it easier for others to find us. So, until the next time, thank you so much for listening, and bye.